0: Hello! Hello. Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where
1: we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles, it's It's time time to sit for for a spell. spell. Hello! Hi! Hi! Hello, welcome to the Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm Jess. I'm James. We're and uh, I'm sorry. we're just we're a couple
0: of dorks <laughs> over here. We're
1: I know. Like, Hi. Hey, hello. Hi. hello, hello, like we okay. haven't just been talking to each other for the last hour and a half. <laughs> Hi. So, just casual.
0: <laughs> casual. Yeah, we're still uh, kind of yeah. We just finished our. Recording our intro to our last episode, but we're still kind of like jazzed because it is still the day after the election was re- was recorded yeah. and uh, or announced decided or whatever.
1: because mm-hmm. so. I don't think you all will listen to this. This episode goes up on the nineteenth, so things will have maybe settled. see what happens by then. You know, it was so funny because i um on election night. I or no on Thursday when our regularly scheduled episode went up two weeks ago and we had put in there you all know who won but we don't know You're right <laughs> and I was like they don't know we, still no, know. we were like texting
0: know. about it <laughs> uh, well, but now we do yeah now yay. we do
1: oh, yay Biden Harris
0: yeah so it's gonna be good so because of that we kind of did this accidentally but kind of on purpose We're just doing cryptids. uh, You've already seen in the description. Um, Mm -hmm. Jess, you're doing... I'm doing the Dark Watchers of California. Okay. I'm doing Mm -hmm. uh, two short Pennsylvania cryptids. Mm -hmm. And it works out because Vice President-elect Harris is from California. And Mm President-elect Joe Biden is from Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah, so some little, some, we little, love, some little monster friends from there. We love a theme here, so we love a theme. Love it, yes. And we uh, we still wanted to come up with at least one new episode, even though our brains totally aren't even mm-hmm. in podcast world. And mm-hmm. so we figured it would be um, nice and easy and brief to just do kind of like a fun cryptid ones because we always love doing these, and the research wouldn't be so extensive that our brains wouldn't yeah. be able to focus. So. They're super fun
0: and easy to listen to and hopefully interesting and easy for mm-hmm. you guys, too. There's been a lot of heavy, heavy news going on lately. So, yeah. this is just for fun. This Why is not? just for fun, Yeah. And we got a big a big boy coming up next week with the Fae, right?
1: Yeah, the Fae. I was supposed to do that last week. You mm-hmm. know. You know. Yeah. Uh, We've been there. So, the Fae... We got that, some big ones coming up for you, yeah. so we're excited about that. Yeah, we're that. scheduled all the way through mid-January already, so... Yeah, mm. we're excited. Yeah, we're excited. So this is just for fun. So, just for fun. Um, something easy to listen to on your commutes to work, if you're still working or visiting family members safely, or, um, or, or whatnot. Run or you're working out, or you're laying in bed trying not to
0: cry, or in the shower, Mm-hmm. I like to cry in the shower, or doing gardening, <laughs> or making yeah. lunch. Whatever you're doing,
1: we'll I personally listen to podcasts. Um, so I've been working from home a lot more. We've had a little bit stricter guidelines in the classrooms. I I am a special education teacher, as you know, and I do have one aide, and my aide's internet at her home is very bad, so it's easier for her to work in the classroom. Mm. um she is older so she really likes to have the double screens that she's able to have um and just the internet's better she's she just likes to not be in her house all the time so (laughs) which works out for me because I get to work from home (laughs) and so Um, I only have to go in once a week um to print out stuff sign stuff you know, and I only go in for a half day. So it is fantastic that I only have to drive in once a week. Because it takes me about twenty, twenty five minutes to get there every day. Mm-hmm. I live in like a completely different city. And if you live in California, you know getting from one city to the other is Yeah, the whole it's like thing.
0: it's like four miles away, but it takes twenty five minutes. And four
1: freeways. Yeah. <laughs> so Southern California um, for you. Yeah. So I'm super stoked about that. Um so yeah. It's nice because we're only supposed to have one person per classroom now. Uh, <laughs> you started this
0: telling us how what you do when you listen to podcasts. Pregnancy
1: brain. <laughs> I can't. Okay, prime on. example. <laughs> that was a prime example. And I'm going to leave all that in just yeah. so you all know what this is I what like with Jess daily. <laughs> She's got brain frog. Ugh. Pregnancy frog. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> We've done this twice already today. Yeah, because It's okay. Uh, You're growing a you. human. I am growing a human. Yeah, it's hard. Give her a break, you guys. <laughs> um back to the point. Uh, <laughs> I listen to podcasts when I commute. I listen to podcasts when I cook dinner and I listen to podcasts in the shower. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. I listen. And I mostly listen to true crime and um like scary things. So, the mm-hmm. shower. I don't know why I still do it, but I do. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I've gotten into
0: um, audiobooks again. Yeah. And I've gotten into Agatha Christie audiobooks. I've never Mm. read Agatha Christie, um, which I don't know why because it's like right up my alley. But I love the – I don't know. I'm really liking it. I just finished and then there were none. Yeah. And then I'm doing um, Murder on the Orient, Orient Express next. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm going to try to make my way through that because they're really short. They're like five hours, which like I'm used to reading Stephen King or like Game of Thrones or, you know, like Mm -hmm. 45, 55 hour audiobooks. Yeah. And um, I like having these little things because, yeah, I make them an hour at a time when I make dinner, when I like
1: drive, when I'm Mm -hmm. working out in the shower, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Working out like I work out. I Um, should listen to more. I just have like a – the way my – brain absorbs information like if I'm listening to a podcast it's just like conversation you know Mm -hmm. Um, but if I'm because I've tried listening to audiobooks while I'm doing other things and I won't absorb the information because like if I'm just sitting on my couch um, trying to do something I won't listen to what it's telling me or if I'm like cooking I won't listen because I'm focused on the cooking but when it's a podcast it's like a conversation Mm -hmm. Um, it's weird the way my brain works but the only like, thing I if can't I'm driving do, that's great for audiobooks.
0: Yeah, that is great. The only thing I can't do while I'm listening to an audiobook is scroll social media because then I'm like reading
1: and so it's I'm, not like, even yeah. and
0: listening. I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Cooking yeah, and all yeah. the cleaning and taking the dog for a walk or taking a walk or whatever. You know, that stuff is yeah. good. But
1: yeah. everyone's different. Everyone's different. I'm currently reading um Stephen King's The Stand. I was reading it <laughs> I had started it and got halfway through pre-pandemic. And Mm -hmm. then I picked it back up like week of pandemic to keep reading because I had been like actively reading it and I was like, I can't read this this. too close to home. (laughs) (laughs) This is way too close to home. I can't do this. (laughs) And so I just because if you know Stephen King's the stand, you know how big it is. And I'm I think I'm in like the 600s now page 600 and it's like yeah
0: that would be like a 50 55 hour
1: audiobook i think it's like 1300 pages or something yeah. so cuz when i Rapply. read i read
0: it like physically a long time ago like mm-hmm. when i was like a teenager and then i yeah. listened to the audiobook maybe like 5 or 6 years ago and i think it's about 1100 pages
1: mm-hmm. and the audiobook was like 45 hours yeah, it's so long. So, I don't know. That's what I'm doing right now, and I'm watching TV. That's very distracting. Like I'm watching The Voice, and I'm watching The Masked Singer. You guys don't to know <laughs> my obsession with The Masked Singer. Um, <laughs> so, funny. those are. That's what I'm doing.
0: What's I'm just happening? rewatching. I honestly, haven't watched anything new. Oh, and The Mandalorian. I keep. I haven't watched it yet. Mm. <laughs> And we oh, only watched dumb. the first episode I think there's one out right another now one, yeah. um, I keep watching New Girl because it's like my new comfort show I was never able to get into it I don't know why I should give it another shot it's, it's really funny um, or I keep watching Friends I keep watching
1: The Office I keep watching um, well that's me with Star Trek if I'm doing anything cleaning or trying to go to sleep or just want something on Star Trek's on I don't know yeah. how many times I've seen The Next Generation yeah Schitt's Creek like all of those
0: yeah just Mm -hmm. like the good place I just finished the final season of
1: the good place oh yeah me too Mm -hmm.
0: so good
1: yeah I I, yeah yeah, that was really good I finished I watched that last episode and the last two episodes of Bly Manor in the same week and (laughs) that was horrible I kind of want to go back and watch Bly Manor I don't think I can't even watch Hill House again because it's so emotionally draining. We've talked about this, but yeah, I don't know. (sighs) But I do need something new to watch. I
0: think I'll watch The Mandalorian, but I need like a new. Oh, I watched. Did we talk about this? Evil. I don't know. It's a CBS show that I've never heard of, but it's on Netflix right now. Mm. It's like a, it's like a paranormal procedural show. Interesting. A cop. I think she's a cop. Is she a cop? No. She is a psychiatrist. She works with a priest and a cop. I don't know. Something. But they like they go and and, like investigate little cases of like this person's possessed. Oh no, they're not. They're on drugs. Like this little kid murdered someone, but like, oh, he says he's possessed by the Devil, like she sees demons, like I don't know. It's strange. It's very like primetime television. Yeah, but
1: I enjoyed it. I thought it was the other show that I think we should both watch, and I think we might have talked about this before. I don't know, but I think I'm going to start it this week. It's called um, Truth Seekers. It's on Amazon. It's in the Simon Pig right. universe, yeah. and um, I love it's Simon by Nick Frost mm-hmm. and. Um, crap! What's his name? Oh, Samson Ko. Mm-hmm. So Simon Pegg is in it a little bit, but he mostly just kind of like produces and does like the background yeah. stuff. He's he's pretty busy. Um, I love Nick Frost, though. He's oh, so funny. They're paranormal investigators, so it's just bound to be good. It's on Amazon, right? <laughs> it's on Amazon, yeah. yeah so, watch oh, I think it came out Friday, October thirtieth. So about a week ago. Nope. Well since we we're recording about a week ago but
0: i'll definitely yeah, yeah i do need something new to watch so maybe i'll check that yeah. out send us your recommendations yeah, us things
1: to do running mm-hmm. out of stuff
0: to do i keep painting memes which, which are don't, great don't know what else to do
1: <laughs> we'll figure Yeah. out yeah All right. Well, I'm going to start us off with the Dark Watchers of California. Do it. And now that um, everyone knows that I'm growing a child in my body, um, (laughs) I would like to apologize (laughs) if I sound really breathy because my newest symptom is that I can't breathe. Um, (laughs) The joy of pregnancy. Yeah. I looked into the science of it, and I'm not going to get into it with you, but... uh, Apparently pregnant women can't breathe, and it's great, it's great, yeah, isn't it like you your know. diaphragm like the babies everything's squashed, pressing up against and breathing your for two people instead of one people <sighs>
0: <sighs> <laughs> for two humans instead of one human,
1: yeah, so and you're pumping all the blood and there's just That's a why pregnant going. women are one. so tired all the time I'm so tired all the time, always but i'm I'm in a relatively good mood, so good yeah all right so uh the dark watchers of california now decided to do this for two reasons the first reason being um my husband and i love to go to Solvang, and if you live in california Solvang is like a little um dutch town kind mm-hmm. of in the middle of here to san francisco mm-hmm. i would say it's kind of in the middle it takes about three three hours to get there it takes about Eight no, not halfway it takes then. Like Twelve it takes hours. About hours. I think it takes about eight hours to get to San Francisco. Um, so you know, it's 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 up there, and uh, it's a little Dutch town. It's super cute, but you go through um, the Santa Lucia Mountain Range, and um, depending on COVID situations, uh, we're going to take a really early baby moon um, and go up to San Luis mm. Obispo um again pending everything right Right. it's it's really up in the air we do have reservations just because you need them um but we're gonna see we'll see if it happens because after after this november based on how i'm already feeling i'm not gonna want to go anywhere so yeah gonna be huge so we'll see. But um, we were looking at the drive and we would be going, to, like I said, to San Luis Obispo and we'd drive right through these Santa Lucia, Lucia? Lucia? Lucia. Lucia. And uh, my husband was the one who was like, oh, you should do those because I've seen them before. And I was like, no, you have not. He was like, I have. And I was like, mm-hmm. really? He's seen Bigfoot tracks, apparently, and he's seen the Dark Watchers. Spends a lot of time. Come on. I about. mean, his job is literally to be in the forest, so maybe, but... I believe him. I believe you, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, he kind of does because he hears me record it through the house. So my sources are... Uh, Wikipedia, as per usual. Uh, WeirdCalifornia.com and MysteriousUniverse.org. Education. Fun. So, what are the Dark Watchers? The Dark Watchers um, is a name given to a group of entities, because no one knows what they are, uh, in California folklore. And they have been supposedly seen uh, along the Santa Luisa Mountains um, anywhere from Basically, uh, Avila Beach all the way through like Monterey and San Luis Obispo. The, mm-hmm. the mountain range is huge. It's very long. So what people generally see are giant human-like phantoms. Um, some have described them as full-on human looking. Some have described, described them as humanoid. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the most common descriptors are all black, very shadowed. Um, capes, hats, like big hats, like big Mm -hmm. tall hats Mm -hmm. Um, and these people thing, entities can be um, they're described as being what looks like up to 7 to 15 feet tall just because of where you see them generally people see them on a hike or when they're driving down the highway and they look up and they see them on the ridges Um, 7 to 15 15 feet, does that include the hat? Yes, it does It's not that impressive then. <laughs> I mean, if it's fourteen feet and he has, a I can wear a seven-foot hat. hat. I'm good. I'm good. Um So these uh, entities are generally seen at twilight, either in e- the early morning or the evening. Never during full day um, or s- full night. Even though one ha- one of the stories I have is full night, okay. and they're kind of standing on the tops like on the ridges of these mountains and generally they're not moving they're at a standstill Hmm. which is creepy very creepy now some of my research um says that this story originated with the chumash people who are um the historical and rightful inhabitants to that area and the Shumash have a um, mythology that has been around in their uh, tribal kind of history for a long period of time about the old ones. And that's supposed to be attributed to these figures. Okay. Like they've just kind of always been seen. Um, when Spanish settlers first kind of like arrived to the area and they were making their way down, making their missions, you know, um, they saw them, um, and they call them, I just so apologize, but it's the Los Vigilantes Oscuros, Mm. which I'm sure sounds way better in the appropriate accent. Um, but basically the obscure vigilantes, right? because yeah. up there uh there has been pretty two pretty famous kind of like pop culture references for them old but famous so uh john steinbeck's flight included in his 1938 collection of short stories um there was a story called the long valley and um he had a whole kind of like Thing in the long valley about the Watchers, okay. where there's people kind of like um, his characters were out in these mountains and they one of them sees them um, or is scared of them or something. I don't know, I've never read it. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, there's also a reference to the Watchers by poet Robinson Jeffers in his titular, that's what it says titular, titular, which why do we have that word? Is that what we, we get, like, it's the tits from? It's not from titular, that it's titular. Titular. <laughs> but still, I don't like it either way. <laughs> 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 so this was from 1937. Um, from the collection Such Counsels You Gave to Me and Other Poems. And it, it, one of his poems references The Watcher's. Uh, then, um, kind of going back to John Steinbeck, his son, Thomas, would grow up to report having seen the Dark Watchers during his childhood, and later, um, along with an artist named Benjamin Broad, collaborate on a book that they would call Search for the Dark Watchers, where they mm-hmm. kind of get into the history and the legend, because, um, John Steinbeck really was a central California guy, yeah. you know, Wrath, all that, yeah. so... They that I guess it's kind of like a tradition in that family, which is really interesting. That's fun, that's really nice. Yeah, so again, the Dark Watchers, uh, human form, giant up to 15 feet tall, uh, featureless. You don't ever hear stories of seeing their face just because they're very shadowed. Um, mm-hmm. They stay silent, they generally stay still, they don't move around, they're kind of just figures that you see kind of like statuesque and then once you kind of double take to look back they're gone um, they disappear oh yeah and uh, there's been several like a lot of sightings um, over like a long period of time Yeah, uh, but they always either instantly disappear or you look back and you do see them but then when you look again they're gone Things like that. There's been a couple encounters Mm -hmm. where they have stuck around for a little bit longer. um, But otherwise, it's generally they're there, then they're not. Wow. When they are spotted, generally, they're like not looking at you like the spotter. Mm -hmm. They're um, the witness. They're looking off kind of like somewhere else. Um, Again, that's why they're called the Watchers. It looks like they're watching, right? They're just like standing on these hilltops watching out over everything i really want to see one i i just (laughs) 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 i don't like the idea of seeing one because it's the same thing with like seeing a ghost it's like well god damn it but you're not gonna find one one of these guys in your house though no never they would always be on on the mountain range And so um, if someone does see them relatively up close instead of like from the highway or whatever, say from like a trail, um, no one's ever been able to approach them. They just mm. always vanish. Well, Manish. I would think
0: too, they're so, if they are 14 feet tall, I would like, I would you think that run away. a lot of people, yeah, would be too startled Yeah. Or like, yeah, that double take thing where you're like, did I just see that? You know, like, I feel. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Why would you go up to a 14-foot entity?
1: Some people. White people. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't do it. No. Uh, Man. Okay. So let's talk about some sightings. Uh, one of the most famous sightings. I don't know why it's the most famous one, but it's the most famous one. Um, this is in the mid 60s and it's a Monterey local uh, who's a past principal of a local high school. So maybe because he had like a job. I've heard of this fun, thing. yeah. Yeah. Um, he said that he saw them while hiking in the mountains. So uh, he had had enough time to study the dark figures, see their clothing and stuff. And... They um, were hiking and then they were supposed to leave, but then it got too dark and they didn't want to. He was with a a friend Mm -hmm. and they didn't want to drive down. So they decided to sleep in the car. So this is um, this is like the last piece from his story. It says we were hanging out inside and outside of the car, killing time, sharing smokes. And we started to distinctly see what looked like black shadows evenly distributed, completely encircling us. They did not move. They stayed motionless, but were of significant size. And based on the distance, I would say at least the size of a small car, like the bug we ourselves were in. Uh, Whatever these were, seemed hunched over, perhaps kneeling. Hmm. Time passed and they never moved. And though we walked around the car and got in and out to see if what we were seeing was some kind of optical illusion, we couldn't explain or discredit what we were seeing. Yeah. And so... It said, when the principal called out to his fellow hiker friend, the figures disappeared. Maybe they don't like noise. Maybe. You know? Because
0: maybe, like, yeah. you see something, and then you turn to your friend, and I'm like, hey, Jess, look at that. And then you turn back, and it's like,
1: oh, it's gone. Yeah. Maybe they didn't think that he, they had been seeing them, and they were just going yeah. about their business. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. So that kind of brings up the question, are they protectors? What are they watching for? Mm. Maybe they protect the forest. Maybe, uh, let's see. Okay, so this guy lives in Thousand Oaks. These are all California locations, um, mm-hmm. and he says this is from this is the most recent one. This is from April two thousand eighteen. So he's camped a couple times in the Santa Lucia Range near to Cone Peak. Um, right near the coast on the one. So you can get to these mountains by going on the one, the Mm kind of like famous highway. Yeah. Where you see like the, um, you're on the coast the whole time, or you can go on the five and the five is more farmland. And then you get into the mountain range in a different um, vantage point. Mm -hmm. So he was um, closer to the one and they were camping up on some of the coastal ridges overlooking the ocean he definitely experienced some strange energy. My first time up there, there were three of us, including myself, and one person and myself was actually spotted one of the watchers up on a high ridge, partially obscured by low-flying clouds. Neither of us were familiar with them at this time and chalked it up to a tree. When we slept that night, we felt an indescribable discomfort and decided to keep driving north the next morning. And that's kind of common in some of the other ones that I've seen but didn't kind of like copy. Uh is that you're left with a very ominous feeling that makes you want to leave Mm. like yeah maybe they do protect the forest they're like yeah they're like yeah exactly Alright, this one is um, from 2017. So, I saw a dark watcher just about dusk in June of 2016. He was standing near the ocean cliffs just outside of Hearst Castle, and no one could see him in our party except me. As I walked hmm. towards it, it vanished. I also had a very big sense of foreboding. Hmm. Hmm. Wow.
0: Hurst Castle is up there. It's them. a little
1: bit higher. Um, closer to the Big Sur area, so kind of up at the top, yeah, of that range. But gorgeous. That's area. like,
0: um if you're not from California, that's the Hearst Family Castle. That's it's like, it's like massive. They mansion. have like, it's a mansion. They have like indoor mm-hmm. pools. It's like rich people have parties there. It's like, it's just a yeah. very, it's beautiful. Newspaper type. No,
1: yeah, beautiful. They used to have zebras.
0: Yeah, yeah. they still do. I I think they saw the zoom.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this one is from Stilmar, California. The guy. Uh, He was on a long, he is a long distance runner. And most of the training is up in the good old California mountains. I had a long run scheduled. So I headed out. I headed to veterans park here in the San Fernando Valley. Um, It was about 2 PM. I was running up in an area where no human could climb without gear. And I saw a black figure in plain daylight. I've never seen anything like it up in the mountain was darker than dark could explain or like, you know, it was so dark. You couldn't explain it. Um, A year passed. And today again, in January, I saw it again in the same spot. Oh, interesting. Celebrating his anniversary. I know. Okay. Two more. Um, This woman's from San Mateo. And she Mm -hmm. said, I remember one day, my friend and I were coming back from Los Angeles, and we passed the San Luis Obispo Reservoir, and as we drove on the road, I saw something at a distance down at the end of the mountain. It was a really big human figure, but it wasn't. It had a black cape, kind of like a Grim Reaper, and it was leaning over, holding onto a staff, um, kind of looking at what looked like water, like a puddle yeah. of water, like maybe mm-hmm. mirage yeah, so it was in the daytime, too, so I could identify it wasn't actually a person. Even in midlight, he was very black and reminded me of a raven. I told my friend that was driving to look over at the mountains, and surprisingly, she was able to get see a glimpse of it. I asked her what she saw without giving her my details, and she said exactly what I saw. She only looked at it for about five seconds, but she was able to see it. She almost lost control of the car, too, when she looked away at it, and I begged her to go back and see it, but she was very tired from driving. <laughs> Interesting. Wow, mm-hmm. that would be me and you. I'd be like, just go back. stop <laughs> and <be> like, No, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um. So this one was. This is the last one. It's very short, but it's the mm. one that I think is super interesting. Okay. Okay. So this is someone who's from Ramona, California. Um. But they're a uh pilot. Pilot. Oh. So, okay. While flying my twin engine Beechcraft on a southerly course and just about 20 nautical miles north of Vanderburg AFB. I don't know what that is. Air Force Base. There you go. I glanced towards the Santa Lucia Range just after sunset and saw what appeared to be seven dark, large figures spaced out evenly apart. They had an even spacing of about one quarter mile. Oh, my God. That's it. Yeah.
0: That's really far apart.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, Creepy. if they're 15 feet tall, their gait will be quite large. True. So, yeah. Watchers. Watchers. They're, they're watching.
0: I have heard of these guys before. Maybe I saw them on, like, one of those ghost hunting shows or, like... Probably. One of those. Yeah, one of those shows. But, um, yeah, it's... But I don't think I've ever heard of anybody being hurt by them.
1: No, never. It's always you see them and then you don't. You get an ominous feeling you don't want to stay there. You know? That's their, so I that's think that's their superpower. Yeah. Well, so before we get into what we think, let me get into some scientific explanations. Let's do it. Okay. So a lot of what people explain these as is illusions, possibly hallucinations, or misinterpretation of natural stimulus um, brought on by the exhaustion of, or isolation of being on the highways or hiking. You know, okay. um, they could actually be trees or, I don't know, telephone lines or something. Um infrasound, which can be generated by the wind, can cause feelings of uneasiness and anxiety in some people and is frequently connected to paranormal sightings. This is kind of where we've talked about it before, but the bigfoot roar mm-hmm. um how it scares you, and generally, if you're in right. the forested area where a bigfoot is going to be, they are quite windy a lot of the time, yeah yeah, yeah, and if you're up in that mountain range, that area because you are on the coast again, it could be quite windy up there. So maybe they just get uneasy feelings and it's twilight and you look over and you're already like "Eh," and then you see a tree and you're like "Eh, it's a guy but it's a tree. Who knows? I've I've done done that. that. But I saw a hat and you're like, well, no, that's a squirrel. Yeah, the other day I thought there was a person in my backyard and it was my umbrella. (laughs) (laughs) You're all scared. (laughs) (sighs) Nice. So I mean there's that. Um another oh, yeah, the theory- mind tricks on you um, constantly. Yeah, constantly. So another popular theory is an optical illusion known as the Brockton Spectre. Um so this they say is a plausible explanation um due to atmospheric conditions such as the sun at a particular angle, um, shadows getting mixed in with that, and then creating an illusion of a large shadowy humanoid figure. Okay. Um so basically because it's twilight, because it's so shadowy. You see the shadow of a tree, which can maybe look humanoid, and you think it's a dark like dark, dark entity. Okay. Um, but I mean, other possibilities that came to my mind are just ancient forced spirits that are just still watching over their land, yeah. you know. That's the what Earth I is get. So old. Um, especially if um, like old, like the Shumash
0: people uh-huh. have talked about it. Like we had when we talked about Bigfoot, we had those tribes that talked about, like, yeah. you know, uh, mm-hmm. what did they call him? Oh shoot, what did
1: they call him? I don't remember.
0: Like an ape man or like a hairy man or you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, these people had no what well, they were like fully in. Like, fully in... What is the word I'm trying to say? They were, like, aware of the natural things around them. Like, fully in touch with nature and the earth. And, you know, like... So, if they were (laughs) already talking about them hundreds and and thousands of years ago... Yeah, exactly. You can't just dismiss that with science. Even though I do believe in science.
1: Okay, let's not.
0: But I'm just saying.
1: It's a good... We've talked about having a nice balance of both. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, I don't know. My personal opinion is that they're just some kind of ancient something that is just Mm -hmm. watching over everything up there and they just haven't dissipated or they just haven't gone away. And they're just, they're watching. They're watching everybody.
0: I get that feeling too. I think um, it's just something we don't understand. And I really want to drive up the coast and see one now. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well well when, we Whenever we know. go to Solving I always look <laughs> And then um, Whenever When we do go If we are able to go um, We I will look And i watch We're not going at sunset We would drive We would be driving by them In the middle of the day But mm. Still Maybe on the way back Maybe be I, don't know. I don't know. Who knows? People have now. seen them in the daylight, so maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go hiking up there, but I, I would want to see maybe them from the highway. Yeah, that
1: would be fun. It would be fun. Yeah, would be. But yeah, but yeah, that is the Dark Watchers of California. So Very if you're a California spooky. native, we do have quite a quite a um, mm. large percentage of our listeners are from California. So hey let us know if you've seen these dark watchers i really really Mm -hmm. want to see one
0: and obviously there's no like pictures of them right
1: no there's like artistic representations but no pictures makes sense yeah all right well before we jump into yours let's take a break okay hello sit for a spell listeners Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety, and we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess, and did you know you can start
0: communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line, it's not self-help, it is actual professional counseling done securely online.
1: There is also a broad range of expertise available which may not be locally available to you in your area. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send
0: a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy.
1: BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 that world. That is awesome.
0: BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials
1: that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people a taking million. charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm-hmm get
0: on this too special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get ten percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better. H e l p.com slash sit for a spell. And we're back. We are back. Okay. So I have two things to talk about. The first thing that I'm gonna talk about it's just kind of silly and honestly a little sad. No. Um, and um, it just came up when I was searching like Pennsylvania cryptids. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> but <laughs> it's called the Squonk. Squonk. Um and then the second thing I'm gonna talk about is the Butler Gargoyle, which um is a little Mothman like, but it's gonna be a lot of testimonials from witnesses, kinda like yours was.
1: Yeah. Love a good gargoyle and a good squonk. Yeah. Don't know what squonk is. But it's my new favorite word. (laughs) I'm going to show you a picture and you're going to cry. So,
0: (laughs) Okay. Uh, My sources were fandom.com, penlive.com, which is a Pennsylvania-based kind of website, and Mm -hmm. um, phantomsandmonsters.com. So we have the squonk. Squonk. I'm going to show you a picture and I'm going to put this up on our Instagram because...
1: Do it. So is it a scary squonk? No. Oh my god, I love it so much! What the He's hell? He's a sad guy. Why is he so sad? I love him.
0: I knew you would love him. So, oh, <clears throat> oh here's another one.
1: What in the hell? So. It's Like a wrinkly mole mouse giant yeah, thing.
0: It's, I don't even okay. know how to describe it. So. So, the squonk is said to live in the Hemlock Forest, which is in northern Pennsylvania. Um, legends of the squonk, they came to be around the late 19th century. And this was when Pennsylvania, this was like the height of the Pennsylvania timber industry. So, people were spending a lot of time in the forests. Yeah. So, there's, there is there are written accounts of the squonk. There's a book called fearsome creatures of the lumber woods with a few desert and mountain beasts and this is by a man called william t cox and this is what he wrote about the squonk okay the squonk is of a very retiring disposition generally traveling about at twilight and dusk because of its misfitting skin which is covered in warts and moles it is always unhappy Hunters who are good at tracking are able to follow the squang by its, by its tear-stained tear trail, for the animal weeps constantly. When oh. cornered, an escape seems impossible, or when surprised and frightened, it may even dissolve itself in its own tears.
1: Well, that's just <laughs> so sad. <laughs>
0: So, there was a man (laughs) called um, J.T. Wentling. He said that he he captured one of the creatures and he put it into a bag. But he said when he got home and opened it, that only liquid remained of the sad animal.
1: Oh, my goodness. So, later, there
0: were retellings that included um, um, that squonks moved the slowest on moonlit nights because they try... To avoid being seen because of their ugly appearance, and they don't like to be seen in water either. How do they so know they're ugly? Maybe people, maybe the other animals make fun of them. Hmm. So, in addition to warts and moles, the creature is also said to have webbed toes. Webbed toes on their left foot only. But yeah. So there. Um, <laughs> I thought it was just interesting. That there is a, in science, there are chemicals named chemical squonks, which mm. are, I tried to read it and understand it, <laughs> um, but basically it's chemicals that decompose, I mean, I can read this to you, but it's like basically chemicals that decompose or can cause their own decomposition.
1: Yeah. Okay. Kind of that makes thing. sense. Yeah. So
0: but they're called chemical squonks because of this little guy. And oh. go on our Instagram and look him up, he's so
1: sad. <laughs> so, so he's funny. never so he's never scientifically been proven to be real, but there yeah. are first hand accounts. There are a
0: lot of, of, yeah, of first hand accounts.
1: Yeah. And because there was a I lot mean, of there are so many animals. Yeah. Yeah. That like that are just gone now because we overkilled them or just because well, yeah. their homes are gone
0: because of the, the deforestation in the Pennsylvania forest, the mm-hmm. Northern forests. who knows maybe that they're all gone because of that. So
1: yeah, but, and I, December, uh, I, yeah, this is kind of like one of my personal, I don't know if conspiracy theories is the correct <laughs> terminology, but, I don't think that all of the animals on Earth are Earth animals.
0: <laughs> like you've
1: said this before, yeah. you've told, well, I don't know if you said it here. There are too many animals that are just so <laughs> odd that I Fair don't understand. God. And like, I know it's because of like evolution and like, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, what, what's a giraffe? I mean, goddammit. it! Like they're just like the weirdest thing. <laughs>
0: Their long necks and their little feet. Why are their legs? It, so I mean, skinny? when you
1: when you look at the evolution of animals, you understand why all of these things are what they are, like with the trees and the whatnot. But
0: <laughs> so maybe a seen an,
1: isn't an earth animal. Have you
0: seen a giraffe chase like a car, like a safari car? No.
1: Oh wait, yeah, it's yeah.
0: terrifying.
1: And then when they fight each other and they're they just like, like literally <laughs> swinging their heads, <laughs> they Swing. fight with their necks. <sighs> it's so funny. Uh, and then the things in the ocean don't even get me started on the ocean.
0: Uh, we don't even <sighs> know. We don't even know. We don't know even
1: know. Happened. That's why I don't go in the ocean. We've talked about yeah. this as well. Yeah.
0: But yeah, maybe this little squonk is from a very sad little planet.
1: Of course, maybe there was,
0: maybe the squonk on their planet are very handsome. And then there was just one or two little squonks who were ugly. And they got made fun of a lot. So they're like, we're out of here. And so then they came to Maybe. Earth. And
1: then they mated.
0: Well, then they <laughs> mated and they made more. But then they always told their offspring, hey,
1: we're very ugly.
0: That's a little squonk. <sighs> I just thought that was funny. I knew you would have emotions about it. So
1: <laughs> They're my new favorite thing and I love them. <laughs>
0: Some of, the, <laughs> some of the artist renderings are very cute. You can definitely check out our Instagram because we have pictures
1: of, of, uh, of those little ah, guys on there. So okay, waters.
0: now we're going to move on to the butler gargoyle. Decidedly less adorable. So he's been described as a mothman-like creature. And most of the sightings took place in Allentown, Pennsylvania between nineteen nine June of nineteen ninety three and March of two thousand
1: eleven. Mothman, as in physical feature, or Mothman, as in um, Phys- physical features. Warning of doom. No, just physically. Oh. There's no um,
0: like angel of death type, um, you know, f- stories attached to him or anything. Um and i will say ahead of time all of the encounters everyone survived and they've all been sort of like um just sightings more than okay. interactions mhm mhm so he said to have a bicycle helmet to like head and pale grayish almost leathery skin he said to have wings be between seven and twelve feet tall and he walks with strange legs. So here we go. The first sightings, the first documented sightings, took place in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Um these witnesses saw a seven foot, at least seven foot tall creature, walk in front of their car, and they said that it seemed not to get scared whatsoever. Mm. said so that it just kind of walked in front of them, and it was just like doing its thing. And they yeah. said, "Oh, I'm trying to think of, um, if it's later or if it's this one." Because I read some and then I wrote some down. Yeah. Um. But they talked about how its legs were kind of backwards when the way the way that it walked, like a bird almost. You know, birds have like backwards knees. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That it, and they said yeah. So, there was a paranormal investigator who went to Pennsylvania in 2011, and he spoke to a few different witnesses. And Mm -hmm. this is one of the statements from one of the witnesses. So, the witness was a businessman, and he was passing through the area. And he said that this was, quote, the freakiest thing I ever saw. It made the hair... Stand up on the back of my neck. So this is what Mm -hmm. else he said. So this is an excerpt from like this guy's blog, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, The man told me that he was driving down the road when about a quarter mile away, he observed something on the right side in a grassy area. He thought at first that it was a deer. He stepped on the gas to move closer and get a better view. And about 50 yards away, he observed something that appeared to be hunched down, but then stood up. The driver then saw a very tall, muscular creature. That's something they all also say a lot, is that it's very mm-hmm. muscular. So at this point, the driver had his high beams on. He watched as the creature walked in front of a yellow reflective road sign, then crossed the two lane road in three long steps and continued into the wooded area. He saw that the humanoid figure was at least eight feet tall, appeared to have smooth leather skin, leather-like skin, and was either a dark tan or light brown. Hmm. The creature never looked at the witness. He only ever observed it from, it from side profile. The head yeah. appeared to be flat in the front top section, kind of like where your forehead would be, and then yeah. rounded out. Uh, the witness says... At the top of the back of the skull, it was like one of those aerodynamic helmets. The top was not quite a point, but looked like a ridge on the top of the head. The face was flat and the eyes were not clearly defined. Um, The man thought that the eyes might be like pointed and that the ears were long and pointed and that they came up towards the back like a flap, like bats ears almost. Yeah. Hmm. He said that the arms were muscular and longer than that of a human, that the hands looked like a claw, but he couldn't tell how many. That one thing that stood out to him were the very muscular legs. The witness said that it was really hard to explain. Here it is, but the legs did not like did not loot but the legs did not move like that of a human and looked, quote, like they were bent backwards. The witness also saw what appeared to be wings on its back that were tucked into its body but the wing tips extended toward each side of the head so like a gargoyle how they come up and yeah mm-hmm. you know, arch he noticed no unusual sounds or smells and the whole thing lasted about eight seven or eight seconds so he said that after he saw it cross the road that he went um closer to where the creature entered the woods but he couldn't see it anymore and the next day, he decided to drive back to look for evidence, but he didn't see anything, no tracks, um, no, uh, no, uh, no tracks, no kind of like he said he hunching over. He couldn't tell what it was yeah. hunching over. Mm-hmm. Um, he, didn't, he did measure the sign that the creature walked in front of, and the sign was just over eight feet tall, and that the head of the creature, he estimates, went about four inches above that
1: sign. Oh. oh, gross! Pretty tall, very tall. So it sounds like, and I'm so I'm looking at pictures, but it it's like a, it reminds me of, um, Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, actually, actually like the guy from Jeepers uh-huh. Creepers. Uh-huh. But then when I'm looking at like the artist renderings, it's the facial features and like head looks very alien. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: like bald, like aerodynamic. Yeah. But the body is very, yeah, like the creeper from Jeepers Creepers.
1: I think it's an alien. Could be. I we saw everything's about. an alien though.
0: <laughs> I mean, aren't we all aliens? Probably. Okay. So two weeks later, the same witness came forward saying that he had more sightings. So here we go. He's gonna talk a little bit more. This is him talking. Um, quote, I was driving on the same road in the opposite direction. It was just after daylight and not even a mile from the initial spot of the first sighting. I witnessed on my left-hand side in the same field, the same creature hunched down about 10 feet beside the, beside a round bale of hay. Even hunched down, this thing was about four feet taller than the bale. It was looking straight at me. I didn't notice any glowing or strangeness to its eyes in the light of the morning and being to the west side of the bale it had a gray cast to it. Its hands were claws and they were black and down on the ground like you would see a gargoyle statue. There wasn't any snow on the ground, just the hay just the hay field and the round bales. I slowed down and watched it. The wings were partially seen on its back above its shoulders just like a gargoyle statue. About a month after that, I witnessed it next to the wooded area in a hollow about 500 yards from previous sightings. It was going into the woods around dusk. I saw it from the side and then its back as it entered the woods. I know others have seen it as well. I intentionally left out details from my first sighting. I didn't report this second or third sighting because I wanted to see if anyone else would report it and if they did what they had seen. I was hoping I was not the only one, and it turns out many other people have rep- seen it and reported it. When I had my sighting, I didn't know where to go to report something like this to. I have since heard from locals in my area that it's been seen for many years. It's great to know I'm not the only one seeing this thing, and I'm still looking into it. I had not been a paranormal or weird creature person, but after this, I've been trying to figure
1: out what it is. Love it. Love it. I'll have the I have theories. I have two theories now, but okay. I'll wait till you're done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I just have a couple more little um
0: little uh, quick ones. Okay, so there was another witness in East Brady, which is another part of Pennsylvania. He was riding his motorcycle past a custard stand and saw a large animal that was bent over like it was looking for something. As the witness got closer, the creature stood up and he said that it was eight to nine feet tall with leathery skin and that the arms hung down below the knees. The pointed head, it had a pointed head and it had wings. He said it appeared angry and bolted into the woods when the man got closer. Mm. Um, There's another one that takes place in Keppel's Corner. These two witnesses, they said they saw a dark, tan, eight-foot-tall winged entity, and its face appeared to be smashed in, and it had a muscular body and a smooth head that went to a point in the back. These witnesses told their stories under a lie detector test and were said to be telling the truth. Hmm. So the last one that I have here is the last one that that this paranormal investigator has on his record. Uh Uh-huh. This took place in Rimmersburg, Pennsylvania. This is, again, two witnesses. They said they were leaving an ice cream stand. Mm-hmm. lot of custard, custard and ice cream. And ice cream. yeah.
1: Okay. Is Love Pennsylvania it? a dairy state? I have no idea. No. Neither do I.
0: <laughs> no. Tell us. Please tell us, Pennsylvanians. I mean, Joe Biden loves ice cream. He does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's something to it there. Um so they said they were leaving the ice cream stand, or an ice cream stand, and they noticed something crossing the road about 35 feet in front of them, which is really close. They said that the the entity was at least nine feet tall, had dark brown, gray skin, long arms, broad shoulders. The head was pointed, the ears were pointed, and it looked like it had wings on its back. They said it was extremely muscular. It had Um, Four finger-like claws on each hand. Its eyes were squinted but swept upwards at the corners. And the creature turned. As the creature turned, the whole body would turn. Like it couldn't move its neck. Like it would move Mm -hmm. its whole Mm -hmm. shoulders. The movement of the arms was not normal, it said. And it said it didn't look like it had a mouth. It looked like more just like a slit. They said the wings were kind of a see-through mesh and look like um, bat wings hmm. more than anything else. Yeah. They said the hands and claws were like black, like black as coal, like blacker than anything else, even in the dark. Mm-hmm. And that they, they were quoted as saying, this thing was straight from hell. Oh. <laughs> so those are the reports. There have been reports um, after that in the same general area This is, Mm -hmm. again, just the last that this specific paranormal investigator had. And usually they're seen by campers and people who are just kind of, you know, leaving whatever custard stand they happen to be leaving in the area. (laughs) And um, the creature said not to have harmed anyone as of yet. So, yeah, that's it. That's the butler. What's it called? The butler gargoyle. Butler Gargoyle. And I don't know why it's called the Butler Gargoyle. Is there a Butler city, township, village, custard stand? stand? The Butler <laughs> family custard <laughs> business? Perhaps. <laughs> I'm sure there was a, maybe there's, I'm sure there's a Butler, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. That just didn't show up. Interesting. But,
1: yeah. I have two theories. Yes. my first theory still stands that it's an alien Mm -hmm. and that maybe they just live over there like maybe it crash landed and maybe there's like a pod that lives there I think that's a good theory and then it kind of feeds into my second theory but then yeah so I think we've talked about before if not I won't go on too long of a tangent but um, it could be that Like we have these like creatures, right? Mm -hmm. Like how almost every prominent culture has some kind of mythos of a dragon, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even before the time where there was uh, outer continental – talk or like travel or trade. Mm -hmm. um, There's Mm -hmm. artwork and depictions of dragons and unicorns and like things like that, right? Right. And like I know scientifically thinking maybe it's just late period pterodactyls that people saw and they're like dragons, you know, but (laughs) you don't know, you know? Yeah. So maybe it's the same thing with gargoyles because there are gargoyle type figures in a lot of cultures that would have been separated by continents That do have imagery of these kind of creatures. Like winged, Mm -hmm. muscular creatures. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it could have totally just been some kind of creature that was around. And maybe just for some reason still lives in Pennsylvania. Maybe there's a cave system. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. um, I always kind of go back to that. That there's always creatures, whether they be alien or not, that. Have died off, that we just don't have anymore, that right. maybe someone or other people saw before the spread of written language, yeah. you know so who knows?
0: Uh, I, I could, fully yeah uh, I fully am on board with that because, like you said about the dragons, these people were separated by continents and by centuries, mm-hmm. and yeah, by written word. there has to be some truth to it.
1: How do ancient Mesoamerican cultures in Central Mexico and Latin America have depictions of flying reptiles when ancient Chinese civilizations and ancient Japanese Mm -hmm. civilizations and ancient Nordic civilizations have the same relative descriptions? Mm -hmm. If there wasn't freaking dragons. Dragons are real. (laughs) I have very strong opinions about dragons. (laughs) Dragons. (laughs) <laughs> hey i feel you i'm on I board mean, they, very, it. they could have very well been dinosaurs but still like but aren't dragons dinosaurs anyway they are so i think that they just go hand are hand. we just splitting hairs here we are i don't know if maybe yeah. they didn't raise fire and that was just kind of like an hey, exaggeration listen, still. all i'm gonna do is feed into
0: this conspiracy theory for you <laughs> like i'm fully on board so, I don't know. Maybe we need to have like a scientist in here. But I don't need to convince you
1: anymore. Yeah, let's not. I'm fully into this. Yeah. I'm very in the mindset that dragons are real. We're, we're real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me That's too. Me. And I'll fight anybody. Not
0: mm-hmm. you because you're pregnant. And you agree. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, the I'm, I'm the number one. the number one fan.
0: Yeah. We could talk about this all day.
1: Oh, okay.
0: there's got to be. But yeah, there has to be. And yeah, it, that is a very good point that the gargoyles have existed all across the world, mm-hmm. separated by vast oceans and spanses of time. And uh, where, do all, where does all this imagery come from? Yeah. So it comes convenient. from the gargoyle that's trying to mm-hmm. scare you while you're just trying to get some custard. I know.
1: And rural Maybe Pennsylvania. It's like nice I don't know. Maybe they just live... Like I said, there's caves all over the freaking place. You don't know what's in those caves. You don't know what's in the ocean. You don't know what's in space. There's a lot of unknown.
0: We barely know know what's going on on the (laughs) land.
1: I know. We can barely handle our land selves and animals.
0: Right? There was just like... I, I saw something and I'm... This is typical of this podcast. I can't tell you where or... (laughs) <laughs> where in the world or where i read it i just read the headline there was like something like a white wolf that hadn't been seen for like 300 years and they were like oh mm-hmm. just kidding here they are oh yeah totally like oh they live here we were looking over there but they live on this they live over here
1: mm-hmm. there's it's little like, animals hello. and bugs that do that all the time frogs reptiles but this birds is like a full-on wolf wolves are tricky man i love a wolf i love a good wolf so cute I know. They're freaking huge. They are huge. I and it's one. so funny that modern day Maxis, <gasps> Max. that's staring at me right now because she wants treats. Or but, Charlie's. Or Charlie's. Charlie or, wants or, a treat too. Oh, Charlie. Their ancient ancestors are the wolf. And not even that ancient. <laughs> it's like 500 years ago. Yeah, not so long ago. <laughs> we yeah. made the pug real fast.
0: <laughs> and we deserve... What we're getting from it. <laughs> we
1: do. Someone was oh. like, "You know what I want? You know what I want? Yeah. I want a tiny little dog with a, a little snorting dog, dog that snorts.
0: So cute. <sighs> I love dogs. But yeah, that's the butler gargoyle, and I'm on board. He's got a new fan.
1: Mm-hmm. Just leave him yeah. alone. Stop trying he to get him hands. to eat custard. He doesn't want that. He's just
0: living his life. Leave him he's alone. Lactose intolerant. He wants his hay." He wants to hang out in the woods. Mm-hmm.
1: Stop staring at him. As long as people don't go missing, leave him alone.
0: And yeah. even if people do go
1: missing, he's hungry. Leave him alone. You're you're in his land. You probably are, unless it's an alien. Then just leave him alone because it's an alien. It'll eat you. Because it'll eat you anyway. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to victim shame, but you
0: probably deserve it.
1: Should have left him alone. <laughs> But <laughs> why you That's don't it. go up to bears Leave bear cubs Alone I know god damn it people they're So they cute won. and Or like bison people go up to bison all the time In Yellowstone And <sighs> like there's so many signs like don't go next to the bison They will ram you They're wild like, out. Oh no I'm going to take a picture it's not going to ram me And then they get rammed And, and then they're they're like, oh, they got rammed <sighs> Maybe people should learn how, how to read They just don't think it's going to happen to them just like you know, they, don't think you're. Bison are very oil. cute. Yeah, but I love bison. They look
0: very like they look like stuffed animals come to life. Well, that was good, and
1: now I love squonks. 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 Right? Yeah. Squonks. squonks. I like squonks now. And leave the butler and, gargoyle alone. Yeah, leave him alone. Leave and him. I really want to see a watcher. Yeah. Mm, I mean, I guess. Yeah, they're not going to do anything to you. They're just like watching. I just want to see on so, from the highway.
0: Yes, it's nice an excuse to highway. drive up PCH. You know, like try exactly. to drive. Do it. <laughs> but that's that's all for this week. Um, yes. we hope everyone's doing well. hmm We hope this uh the year's almost over, guys. The year's almost over. Yep. I can't
1: mm-hmm. believe it.
0: It's felt It's felt like 10 years and it's felt like 10 days this whole
1: year. It really has because April went by and March went by like seven years and the summer was kind of like a year and then October went by in two seconds Mm
0: -hmm.
1: (laughs) and it's already November 8th. So I think it's going to be January before we know it to be honest. I hope so. I'm very excited. I'm very hopeful for things to come.
0: Me too. Um, The the impending doom I've been feeling for the past four years seems to be lifting a little. Yeah. I'm going to embrace it while it lasts. Mm Mm-hmm. If you are in Georgia and you will be 18 by the time these special elections happen in January, you can register to vote now. Mm Mm-hmm. We have two seats up for grabs in, in a January in Georgia. If we can flip them, we will get a majority in the Senate, which will make Joe Biden's job a lot easier and all of our lives a little easier. Because he'll be able mm-hmm. to get stuff done, like a coronavirus relief bill and perhaps getting some more judges on the Supreme Court and uh, a n- number of other things. Yeah. So look out for that stuff on our um, IG, on our Instagram, mm-hmm. we'll be linking that stuff. This is for Georgia, the state of Georgia only. Yeah. But you can if you're not in Georgia, you can still donate. You can donate to John Ossoff, um, his campaign, or you can vote to uh, Reverend Raphael Warnock. Those are the two Democrats that are running for Senate mm-hmm. in Georgia. Yeah, You can um, volunteer, you can canvas, you can, you know, whatever you can do. Let's all get involved. Now that we're all looking for something else to do, Mm -hmm. let's do that. Let's focus our energy on that. And then we can get some stuff done. So Mm -hmm. if you thought we were done talking about politics. Nope. We're not. Well, probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully it'll be more good news. But it's politics. So we never know what's going to happen. No. You never literally know no. <laughs> but thanks for listening this week. Thank you so much. We have a lot of fun stuff coming up. I'm very excited.
1: yeah, a lot of good episodes. um the weather's changing, so just you know stay safe, stay stay warm,
0: stay positive, and keep testing negative. Is a thing that I saw that I really
1: like. Something you said all the time. Um, uh, if you are going to get tested for upcoming holiday gatherings, which um, we highly recommend, it's really easy. There's a lot of places you can find like free COVID testing. Uh, and if you are going to do a gathering, get tested first just to be sure, get tested after just to be sure. It's the easiest um, thing. It's so easy. But be mindful that during like the week or two leading up to holidays, it's going to take maybe about a week to get your results back so just like keep that in mind because sometimes you can get them back in 24 hours and some days you can get him back eight days later which james and i just experienced because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we get tested and just because you know why not yeah so just be mindful and um yeah that's it yeah stay safe yeah. out there thanks for listening mm-hmm. thank you for listening to this episode of sit for a spell Please
0: rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on all social
1: media at sit for a spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, Blessed, blessed Be.